0: Welcome to Trading Perspectives. This is John Norris, your host, and as always, our co-host, Sam Clement. Sam, say hello.
1: Hello. Happy to
0: be here. Hey, glad that you're here. And, uh, you know, before we get on to today's topic, I want to address something that one of our listeners brought to our attention last week. And we were talking about the productivity of the American worker. Why hasn't it seemed to have gone up as much as it has in previous uh, recoveries? And we came to the conclusion that, you know, perhaps it's it's not necessarily worker unproductivity, but maybe the way we calculate things. There could be a whole list of things going on here. And someone said, well, what about the cost of compliance? You know, we seem to be doing a lot of work complying with this or that rule. And, you know, the, the specific topic was electronic medical records in the, in the medical industry and about how much time is now spent doing that as opposed to actually providing patient care. And I hadn't thought about that. and That's actually a pretty good point. It is a good point. So we spend a lot more time doing the legal aspect of our jobs as opposed to our actual jobs ourselves, And we're not prepared to talk about that today, but I thought that was a very good point and maybe something that we can talk about in the future. What say you, Sam? I think that's a good idea. So, Sam, when you were asking people um, this week what were some of the things that they wanted to hear us talk about and actually some of the headlines, what, what did you end up coming up with? So the
1: big topic I ended up coming up with is it's something that few cities, not not really near us, but have implemented these sugar taxes on sugary drinks, which brought us to a bigger question of the whole topic, syntaxes. Uh-huh. So syntaxes are obviously anything on taxes of goods or services that are really considered socially undesirable and ah, okay. people are trying to just... Really
0: I thought when syntaxes, when you first brought that up, I thought you were talking about how we structure sentences, but you're actually talking about... Sin. Yeah, two words. Taxes. Two words. Taxes on sin, I
1: think. So examples of
0: this would be obvious things such as
1: Drugs and alcohol, tobacco, sure. Okay. Um, however, more recent examples, like I already said, would be sugar-added drinks, and then even some cities were implementing taxes on the uh, packaging for fast food and, in a sense, taxing the fast food
0: extra. <laughs> it's just, I mean, call whatever you want, I mean, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's a duck, you say, you, oh, we're not taxing the food, we're just right, taxing the packaging, right. I mean, come on, it's the same thing. Well,
1: I think it'd be hard to actually tax the food itself. <laughs> okay. me you say? Oh,
0: well, I don't know. It would be very easy. I think got, the government taxes phone calls. I don't, I don't know where they could see easily tax some fast food. Your thoughts, Sam?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I think it would be a little difficult. Okay, fair enough. So, McDonald's burger versus Jack Brown's burger, per se. I think you wh- could tax one more than the other.
0: I think we tax them all. I mean, just tax them all to, to wherever and back. I mean, after all, if you think about it, we, we have to ask ourselves, what is the purpose for a syntax, right? Right. Is the purpose to... Have people not engage in particular behavior?
1: Well, an economist would tell you that the two major purposes of it are, one, like you just said, to get people to stop either consuming or Mm -hmm. doing these things, whatever they may be. Mm -hmm. The second being to provide either curative care or preventative care. For the negative consequences of these symptoms. Well,
0: I think we might be able to throw out that last bit out the window. It sounds great, but I'm not exactly sure if the states yeah, did. I don't the think I buy did what, it. I don't <laughs> think I buy it. I'm not sure if sure. the states did what they said they were going to do with their t- tobacco uh, settlement, but that's maybe a topic for another discussion. It's yeah. interesting that you should bring that up because obviously we live here in Alabama, and mm-hmm. Alabama has a lot of dry counties where they don't sell alcohol. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty much everywhere sells cigarettes but and those are generally the two things we most people talk about when we talk about sin taxes get on sugary soda in just a second but also in the state of alabama across alabama there's a very high what they call it, an excise tax on just hard liquor in general yeah it's uh very expensive And those people that don't drink don't have to pay it obviously this is a tax that people choose to pay as opposed to have to pay but alabama imposes such a significant syntax if you will on hard liquor that there are plenty of people when they go to Florida or they go to Georgia, or go to some other states, they actually stock up on liquor before coming back over. That's the spring break motto when you go down to Florida. <laughs> That's
1: why there's so, so many liquor stores right on the line. Oh, well,
0: so basically Montgomery's turning all of us into bootleggers, really. I mean, I mean yeah. technically. So you kind of wonder by having a high syntax... Uh, for something like that, where there is a alternative easily available relatively close by. yeah, Does the syntax actually discourage particular behavior or just actually cost the government money in that regard? Sure.
1: I mean, even it, I, it's not really a tax, but I know in Alabama, tobacco is 19, isn't it?
0: I don't remember.
1: I, I think it's 19. And, you know, I, I know lots of people that still dip and smoke and you know they're just getting it from outside the state
0: well i mean to that regard i mean a few years ago i told you i told you this story the other day with a few years ago i was making a presentation up in marion county alabama and they just put i-22 uh through their county if their i-22 for anyone that's outside the state or really outside of northern alabama and northern mississippi is a very much of a boondoggle someone's brother-in-law or whatnot got paid it's a direct shot from birmingham to memphis not necessarily the most highly traveled interstate in the in the country your thoughts sam
1: you know, I've never been to Memphis. I, I don't know how helpful that is. In
0: any event, I was up there in Marion County. I was making a presentation, talking about that, and I got I got uh, kind of buttonholed uh, by a county commissioner afterwards. who didn't want to talk about the the Marion
1: and, County yeah commissioner.
0: the Marion Marion County commissioner who pulled me aside uh, and asked me the very simple question: Should we provide liquor and beer and wine sales in, in the county in order to attract um, in order to attract business to our to our to our, to our community? And I said, well, listen, I mean, if the business is going to come to your community, regardless of whether or not you, um, you know, whether or not you provide beer or wine, I mean, if they're going to come based on tax, I mean, overall tax structure, the availability of local workforce and distribution, all these things, selling beer and wine, that really has nothing to do with that. I said, but let me ask you this, do you go out to, where do you go out to eat? And she said, well, typically we go to Tupelo, which is only about 20 minutes away from where she lived. I said, why do you go to Tupelo? And she goes, well, we can go to Applebee's. Go to Applebee's there, and I like to have a glass of wine. My husband likes likes to have a beer with his dinner on Friday nights. And I said, I said that's the reason why, why you have beer and wine sales is because you know that's the reason why because you're giving up that revenue which could stay in Marion County. So we're seeing this type of thing happen all over the place where a law is set up, a tax is set up by Hooker crook, to discourage a certain type of behavior. In our state, it's to discourage alcohol. But all, all we're doing is really forcing our dollars into other jurisdictions. Right. And you can maybe make the same argument about cigarettes. And the truth is, I, and I, 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 would, I would say there might be some politicians out there that are truly saying we do sin taxes in order for or to fully discourage people from drinking in order to get people to quit smoking. That might be what the original intention was at some place. Yeah. But the thing is, so many municipalities make so much money off of, of taxing cigarettes and booze that if all of a sudden everyone quit smoking and drinking... Uh, the municipalities would have a significant problem making the the ends meet.
1: So that income really comes from the inelasticity of these goods. You know, these goods are things that people are just naturally addicted to and they're willing to pay more without giving up any of their demand. But, you know, I was a little surprised by some of the studies that show how responsive some of these people are for uh, specifically tobacco and alcohol. Well, how so? For every 1% increase in the price of these goods, there's uh-huh. about a 0.5% decrease. Really? It's pretty sizable.
0: That is so, so what do you make of that then?
1: I mean, it seems like that first point of why you would have sin taxes to uh-huh. get people to stop doing them might actually be pretty effective.
0: Well, I, I guess so. I, I think it would depend on, um, you know, I guess where you are and maybe even what socioeconomic level. Because Because what, t- what we're seeing right now is, at least at the stats that I've seen, whether or not this is accurate. People of a lower income strata tend to smoke more than people in an upper income strata. So I'm wondering if you increase the taxes, whether or not it's kind of strange, you increase taxes, people in the upper income strata quit the behavior more quickly than people at the lower income strata. I mean, right. Have you seen that at all in your in your studies?
1: Um, a little bit. I mean, these flat taxes like this, you know, a tax on a pack of cigarettes is yeah. the same for if you make 20 grand, 50 mm-hmm. grand, 200 grand. Yeah. But it's going to hurt that person that's making a lot less a lot more. Well, right? that's
0: that's because your flat tax on so right. a pack of smokes is it's flat. I mean, it doesn't change. It's the same tax for everyone. Uh, so on a relative basis, it's it, it's the same. Uh, but on an absolute basis, it hurts that poor person's right. overall budget a lot more. Yeah. And so the I mean the the you know obviously the argument to that is people don't have to smoke. People don't have right. to drink. So if the if the law is truly to discourage uh, a certain type of behavior, and that's the reason why you have it, you can't then complain that it's impacting the lower economic levels more than it is the upper uh, income levels.
1: But like we talked about with the inelasticity of these goods, these are some things that for some people are hard to give up.
0: Well, you're absolutely right I about mean, then, that.
1: Then that's the government kind of being the parent of these people, and it's a little difficult for some of them, as, as we can
0: see. Well, then let me riddle me this one. If the goal is to get people to quit doing something, that's the reason why the government uh, taxes has these high sin taxes. But they understand that the there's a certain amount of inelasticity for the goods. Could you then say that the government is willingly putting a tax on inelastic products and, products uh, that they know will have a disparate impact on the poor? Sure. So why isn't there more of a hue and cry about that?
1: I don't think it's well known.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. I'm thinking that's, it that's, should be well known. It's not
1: as fun of a topic to talk about. For some well, yeah, people. that that,
0: that syntax It is, takes a
1: little more digging than probably some of these other topics. I that are see what
0: you're up, saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So may, maybe trying to the, beat around the bush a little bit. The argument that you're making here is, you know, we can talk about income taxes, but, you know, we can talk about lotteries, we can talk about all this, that, and the other thing. The true regressive tax in our society. Maybe you could make the argument is, syntaxes. taxes. Sure. And so. We're we're doing this tax. We're not creating as much revenue as we can otherwise, but maybe we are. Maybe that's a wash. But what we're having is a disparate impact on the poor who are still hooked to these products and services, to the detriment of other things that would be healthier for them. Yeah. So okay, I get that. Wow, that's pretty deep. Yeah, I man, we got yeah. we we got a little deep here. And that's pretty deep. Now, now, what you also said something about sugary sodas. What's going what's going on with that?
1: You know, surprisingly, that is something that is even more inelastic than. Tobacco and alcohol. Oh, come it was. On, I was oh, more man. surprised that it was more inelastic
0: than tobacco specifically. Um, come on, where'd you read that? The Economist. Oh, really? Yeah. That that sugary soft sugary soft drink sugar in general, as is more inelastic than than tobacco. Yeah. That's hard to believe. It is, isn't it? That's real hard to believe,
1: but you know i think the hope in something like this is Mm -hmm. people get their sugar habits especially that that's more widespread than tobacco yeah but that's something that people get usually when they're younger you know so these price increases that are getting put onto the consumer might actually have a little more effect of people's lives down the road if you're not drinking as much soda when you're younger well it seems like
0: it seems like well this is going to be real interesting to see how this plays out moving forward because when you raise, packs on, you raise taxes on packs of cigarettes, there's no one really to stand up for the for the tobacco lobby. Right, uh, they're already ta- demonized. Yeah, they're already demonized. You raise taxes on booze. Everyone knows what booze does, so no one's really going to stick up for that. Really, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you stick up, hey, you can't tax me. You tax booze. You kind of come across as something of a lush, and people yeah. don't take you seriously. However, if you take a look and you start taxing sugar. That's got way more upheaval than well, wow, way more
1: upheaval. I mean, not you just remember back in New York when they're back. Um- yeah, what was like, it early two thousands when yeah. they first started doing that? Yeah. No more, uh, no more extra big large, gulps yeah, or no not? big gulps. That's what it is, <laughs> something
0: like that. I mean, if you think about it, when you think of sugar, Sam. I mean, most people tend to think of you know, maybe Southern Louisiana, we got some sugar cane, or maybe down in Florida, what have you. But really, sugar in a lot of ways in these sugary sodas has less to do with sugarcane more with that high fructose corn yeah. syrup,
1: and it's not even just soda. It's we call it a soda tax, but yeah. it's anything with added sugar to it. So even these juices and things that people like to consider as healthy things, they're taxed. The exact same. So the, the sugar,
0: the sugary stuff, with the added sugar, the added high fructose corn syrup, all this stuff. What we're doing there is going after. We're taxing the entire agricultural complex, and particularly a lot of these corn farmers. So all of a sudden, if we if we do that, boy, that, that that's far that's a far more co- political issue. Yeah. Than simply ta- taxing tobacco and and alcohol. Is that, do you think that's maybe why we haven't heard so much about the taxing sugary sodas and what have you, as opposed to uh, you know, I mean, everyone takes tax and cigarettes and, and, and alcohol for granted. Do you think that's the reason why? I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, str- the strong corn and sugar lobby in the United States?
1: I mean, I think it's bigger than anyone could imagine.
0: So, I mean, but you, if you take a look at it, and I'm certainly not one to talk. I mean, like most people my age and of my level of physical activity, I need to shed a few pounds. But, <laughs> but the thing is, you shouldn't be laughing at that, Sam. We'll have an employee review after this. Um, we will um, <laughs> we'll break for that one second. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, in all seriousness, though, I mean, when you take a look at the amount of sugar that we consume, and I've recently recently been reading labels, and if you take a look at the back of just about anything, there's sugar added to it. Absolute sugar added to it. And if you go to just about any restaurant, they're adding sugar to it. You know why? Because sugar tastes good. Yeah. It tastes good. And it's also good. We're I mean. made
1: to like sugar. There's a yeah, we're made for it.
0: to like sugar. And that's a reason. Perhaps it's not, I don't think it's much of a coincidence that's why you, you know, Americans are so much heavier now than they used to
1: be. Yeah. Just There's a minute. few things to me, few food items that I've seen that have added sugar that are especially frustrating to me because I don't see any need for it. What are first one being peanut butter?
0: <laughs> I don't need a lot of peanut butter. You like peanut it, butter?
1: I love peanut butter. So what? now I buy the kind of peanut butter that's just strictly peanuts, not even any salt added to it, and yeah. I think it's even better than the Jif brand that has 10 grams of added sugar every time you eat it.
0: I've, I, mean, I've, I don't eat peanut butter, so I've, man, I'll take your word for it. I mean, it, it seems like why, why I'm you putting sugar peanut in it? A big eater, butter?
1: Yes. And another one being any kind of tomato sauce, pasta sauce, yeah, yeah, tons of added sugar in
0: it. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, I guess you're right. We're conditioned to like sugar, and we don't even think about it. I mean, like you said, I'm talking about uh, Bloomberg's tax in New York on, on big gulps, yeah. so we talk about the soda tax, but there's so much sugar going around, and it's it's making us very sick and very heavy, and all the problems that go with being too heavy, walking around diabetes and, and all that, all that heart heart disease. Uh, I mean, even even little things like uh, barbecue sauce, um, you know, just there's tons of just added sugar just everywhere. So what were, what do you think would happen if all of a sudden we got as serious on taxing sugar, which a lot of scientists and, and the medical experts would say is worse for us and certainly maybe occasional beer? I completely
1: beer. agree. Um, I 100% agree with that.
0: What do you think the impact would be to our overall health and ec- economy if we were to – Significantly increase a syntax on sugar, added sugar, which would thereby drive a certain type of behavior. What do you think the end result? I mean,
1: I think that we would need a whole nother episode to really talk about that, that and really break that down.
0: Wow, boy, that's that is that's there's pretty just, deep. There's
1: lots of legs off that question. Well, the thing
0: is, I mean, we, we call, we've always called them syntaxes because you were right. There is like alcohol, tobacco. Right, and that's no, where they originate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I call it, even syntax. gambling. Even gambling. I mean, we know that those things probably aren't real good for us. Sure, we know that those things are sinful by nature. Well, people would argue that certainly, yeah. and you find very few people that would argue, "Hey, no, it's it's not sinful." However, when you start talking about <laughs> a jar of ragu or prego, tomato, uh, you know, spaghetti sauce, yeah, and start talking about the sugar added in there, I'm not, not you know, I'm not accustomed to calling that sinful. Not at all. So it's gonna be kind of strange. So it's gonna be kind of strange moving forward to see if these excise taxes, these sin taxes, whether or not we are just gonna be focusing on sin moving forward, or whether or not we're gonna be focusing on healthy habits. Yeah,
1: we're really just trying to dictate how people's behavior.
0: And then that brings up a completely different argument, which might be one for another time, because we're getting a little long here today, is whether or not we want the government to be able to dictate the types of food that we eat.
1: I think that's a very good question.
0: And, you know,
1: I've kind of mixed opinions
0: on it. I do, too. And the, I mean, part of me says yes and part of me says no. I mean, the libertarian in me says no way. No way. Less right. government is better. And then also the other side of me is going, my gosh, you know, when
1: you see how much sugar some of these people are eating. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, 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 and, and really through, I mean,
1: and it's through every avenue. is through every kind of avenue, avenue
0: and, and really kind of almost through no fault of their own because they can't control sure. what the... You have what, to
1: really understand labels to try and work your way and weave your way around eating just tons of added yeah. sugar. Oh,
0: my goodness. Uh, this is... The, the, you know something? And that really is a sin. So maybe we should be calling this a syntax. Well, guys, I you know, I'm not really sure if we've uh, traded too many perspectives again today, but we certainly did bring up something. I think it should be a good topic for discussion in, in our society, not just not just in politics, but in in our society, whether or not we should tax those things uh, that we want to discourage a certain type of behavior. And is sugar one of them, Sam?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I think... You know it's kind of hard. There's there's lots of opinions on it, and I I, I don't really have a complete opinion on it yet.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I do either. Well, that's really about it for today. And guys, thank y'all so much for yeah. listening. We'd love to hear from you all. So if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. And thank you last week for the people that bringing up the cost of compliance is actually making us less productive. Which I love. I love hearing that because regulators can be kind of boring at times. You Especially can also as a banker, <laughs> yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. You can send us an email to trading perspectives at Oakworth Capital com or you can leave us a review on the podcast outlet of your choice. If you're interesting to hear if you're interested in hearing more about what we have to say, you can check out our blog common sense at oakworth com That's all I've got today uh, for today Sam. how about you? I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> I am too. Uh, so everyone, take care.